Thank you, Brother Bruce. As I was observing the songs, and uh, I got it turned here. This is what I'd like to read to you, if you, just about four verses. And I saw a new song, sorry. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Can I get a witness? And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he, notice that, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and their God. One more verse. And God shall wipe away all their tears and from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, nor, nor shall there be any more path or pain. Best part. And the former things are passed away. Can I get an amen? amen? Someday, and this is not included with the message because I wrote this notes this morning. Someday, no more pain, no more heartache. And I was talking to a brother yesterday. Yes, we had a semi-church yesterday at 5 o'clock at this church. So if you don't know about it, you're quite welcome. But getting back to what I'm talking about in Revelation chapter 20, no more pain, no more heartache, because the former things are passed away. I can tense I can feel myself getting left. So I'm just going to make this real simple. Are you going to be in the new heaven and a new earth? And some of you could look this up, and I hope you do. That word new could actually be translated renewed. This old earth is going to be cleansed from all its Sickness, disease, heartache. I'm here to ask you before I begin this sermon. As I said, I wrote this just a while ago. Are you going to be in that renewed anachina? That's the Greek word if you want to look it up. A renewed anachina 
heaven and a new earth. I'm going to ask you proudly, are you and I going to be in that new or renewed heaven and a new earth? Can I get that witness? You can say amen as many times as you can, and you'll be able to shout and sing because you will not be outside of God's new heaven and God's new earth. And say, guess what? Can you say, guess what? Forever and ever, it will never cease. I'm going on to my next note. I probably shouldn't. I'm going to leave that alone because I've given you enough already. This is Daniel. Chapter 5, and what I said just now just ties right in with it, and I'm glad it does. The handwriting on the wall. Point 1. The handwriting on the wall. Number two. The listener, that's you. That's me too. The listener should note that today's message is part one. This is only part one. I'm going slow because I want you to get this. And I get it over and over again. The listener should note that today's message is part one and blends the text and evangelism. If you knew what evangelism, if you don't, it's a good news. Can I get a witness? Are you aware that evangelism means the good news? The listener should note that today's message is part one and blends the text and evangelism into it. Why? I'm going to ask you some questions this morning, and you can answer if you want. If you don't, it's okay. Here's an example of what I'm talking about blending in Belshazzar, or Belshazzar. The king held a great feast for thousands of his nobles, and he was drinking wine in the presence of the thousand. That was a good time. And I had in a, in a note, in another version of this, you're having a lot of good time. Maybe you're just too big for your breakfast. Can I get a witness? Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his nobles and drank wine before the thousand. Now here's where I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not asking you a question all the time. You see the Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. I have a question mark there. Blank goes before destruction and Holy Spirit before a fall. If you don't know the answer, you probably you don't have to say it out loud. If you want to say it out loud, fine. Somebody said it. Pride goes before destruction and a halting spirit before a fall. I said this is part of evangelism. I'm going to ask you a question before I go on to number three. 
How's your heart? Are you full of destructive pride? You need pride in this life, a normal amount of pride. But this king, apparently, as I read the text, he was very proudful. Number three, Belshazzar. Who is he? He's a king. The king had a great feast for a thousand of his nobles, and he was drinking wine in the presence of the thousand. When Belshazzar tasted the wine, he gave orders to bring the gold and silver vessels which he took, which Nebuchadnezzar took his father and had taken out of the temple of Jerusalem. I hope you're getting this. This king. I want to say this right. He took, Nebuchadnezzar took the golden vessels out of Jerusalem and took them, ba took them back to his home place. His wives and his concubines might drink of them. Then they brought the gold and silver vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God. <clears throat> which was in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines drank from them. They drank the wine and praised the gods of silver and gold. I see a misprint there. Of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Number four. Who is Belshazzar? Until recently, the king Belshazzar was unknown for mention in this chapter, but contemporary records have been discovered that report that that person, I can't hardly say the name, Mabon Nidas, the last king of Babylon, entrusted his kingship to his son Belshazzar while he retired. Yeah, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, retired to Arabia. Belshazzar was the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, and from the Believer's Bible, not Belshazzar, the king, or the name given to Daniel by Daniel when he was held captive. Number five. While he retired to Arabia, someday, ladies and gentlemen, you and I are going to permanently retire. And my question to you is, where, when I use that word, permanently retire, my question for you and me is this, where are you and I, where you're gonna spend your permanent retire? Where are you going to spend eternity? Suddenly, the fingers of a man's hand emerged and began writing opposite the lampstand of the plaster on the wall. And the king saw the back of the hand that did the writing. 
I'm going to get back. Don't turn back, Miss Cheryl. Don't turn back. There's some people here over and over and over. You've heard the gospel. I'm asking you, where? I don't know who you are, and I'm glad that I don't. Where are you going to spend? Don't you get the wrong impression? Belshazzar didn't, Nebuchadnezzar didn't, and what about you? Where are you going to spend eternity? Number seven, suddenly the fingers of a man's hand emerged, a supernatural hand, and began writing opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall in the king's palace. And the king saw the back of the man's hand. He, that's all he saw. This Chaldean king, Belshazzar, made a great feast for his chief officers, at which point he was drunken anger, agony. Wrong word. Agony means agorous. By the destruction of the sacred vessels which he had taken from the temple of Jerusalem. That's from the least. Number eight. Nebuchadnezzar had carried away the sacred vessels of God's chosen people back to Babylon. And now King Belshazzar was given those sacred vessels in a drunken feast deriding for God of Israel or deriding to God. Let me ask you a question. Nebuchadnezzar passed on this mental state. Question for you and me, are you and I passing on evil things to your children? Can I get an amen? amen. Are you passing on the good stuff or, like, or are you like Nebuchadnezzar who passed on to Belshazzar? You're passing along all the bad habits, if I may be frank, you're passing on getting drunk. You're passing on using curse words. You're casting on everything, but you haven't passed on anything that's worthwhile for that child. Can I get a witness? Or are you doing the opposite like Nebuchadnezzar did? Are you passing on evil and dirt? evil indulgencies, cursing habits. Do your children and others know your associates? Number nine, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, what you do, who you say, what you tell your truth has consequence. Can I get a witness? It has, a, it has a witness of how they're going to perceive the world, especially if they're long. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect.
Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of good, or good, excuse, glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray. I pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of your calling. Don't know who you are. Glad I know. God's calling you. He's calling you, and perhaps you have not paid too much attention. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance? Not only did he call you, he called you to have an awesome reward when you see his face. Or is he able, at this point, able to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Amen. Number 10. Like King Nebuchadnezzar, King Belshazzar was following the Nebuchadnezzar religious teaching. Does the word of God say anything? Let me get this correct. Does the word of God say? What does the word of God say about religious teachings? Knowing that, you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious, read that next word, blood. As a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Jesus Christ. For he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has been appeared in these last days for your sake and mine. I'm going to say this. Do you know that Christ, the eternal Son of God, bide your way to see the God of all creation. Can I get a witness? Amen. Who through him are believers? Do you believe him? Or, I know, I'm, I know it's on the next page, so I'll wait. Who through him are believers in God? I, I believe in God. I, be, I believe he's a, he's a good spirit. I, I believe, but do you believe that the God-man died for you personally who through him are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Number 11. In the same hour came forth the fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick about the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. But another version reads like this. Suddenly, 
the king's fingers, sorry, suddenly the fingers of a man's hand emerged and began writing opposite the lampstand on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the back of the hands that did write the, did write the writing. Number 12, whether you're a Baptist, not trying to find you, whether you belong to this church, Methodist, Episcopalian, Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah's Witness, Catholics, it doesn't matter. My question to you is, do you know Jesus? Got kind of quiet right there. Some of you belong to different denominations. I'm going to tell you, does that denomination teach you that you have been bought with a price? You're not your own. You are to glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are his. Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Methodist, I said it already, Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah's Witness, it doesn't matter. The thing that matters is if you know Jesus Christ. You are at the bottom. What are you? You've got to feel that in yourself because only you know. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, could have come to know the one true God. He had, he had a Jewish prophet in captives right there who knew the God of all creation. Right in his presence. And perhaps right around you, somebody's close to you who's trying to tell you about Jesus. And all you can do is, I don't want to hear that. Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar could have come to know the one true God. They could have listened to this captive prophet. They surely would have heard something like this. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning. Can you say in the beginning? God. The one true God has spoken to you, no doubt. But let me repeat the rest of the verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Do you know that in the beginning, God created you in his very image. Can I get an amen? amen. But we fell. Yeah. But he sent someone, the son, I like to say that word, the son of his love he sent to pay for your sins and mine. Again, number 14, and let us make man in our image, in our likeness. 
he has made. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 21. 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. He has made everything. You were a beautiful creation, inside and out. But something happened. It's called sin. And he wants to restore you. He wanted to restore Nebuchadnezzar. He could talk to that prophet Daniel, which was right in his presence at the same time. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Can you say in his time? Say it louder, in his time. The heavens declare God's glory. Just look at the stars where they're placed. Look at the sun. Look at the sun. Look at God's creation. It's beautiful. But there's one thing that's even more beautiful. You. He wants to restore you and me. Back to our glorified state in following the Lord Jesus Christ. In that same hour, number 14, number 13, 14, 15, came forth out of the hands of a man and wrote over against the candlestick about the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw that part of the hand. Suddenly, let's go on to 16. Fingers of a man's hand. The fingers were collected about the side of a pen, as in handwriting. Moment came forth the man's hand. Suddenly, I'm going to add this. It might be suddenly, it might be a protracted time. Suddenly, you and I are going to leave here. Can I get a witness? Amen. You're going to pass from this scene. I had to hold myself back. This supernatural appearance at such a moment might be said as expressing the displeasure of God at the Hebrews. For even the heathen thought it is a great impiety, which means bad thing. I didn't mean to say this, but it just occurred to me. Some of you, and I hope I can just say this and have no meaning. Suddenly, if you are taking things from this church which you should not be taking, in other words, you're stealing. Can I get a witness? If you're stealing from this church, suddenly God's going to speak to you. When you hang outside and do all kinds of crazy things and desecrate the house of God, God's watching you. And he's watching me. Seventeen. Suddenly. At the same time, suddenly, in a moment, in that same hour, came forth those 
fingers of man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick about the place of the against the plaster. 18. The king's face. It grew pale as he thought had thoughts troubled his mind and his hip joints. You get that? His hips came out of joint. He was terrified what he saw on the wall. And his knees began knocking together. The king's countenance, the king's brightness, his bright looks grew pale. The pallor, his faintness, trembling, and a loud cry, what is this? Expressed the extreme terror of this conscious stricken. You, sh you should be conscious stricken. When God speaks to you and you have put him off time and time and time again, and suddenly God might call you into judgment. 19. Then he saw the finger of my man's hand on the wall of the great chamber, at which he was agitated by violent terror, and commanded the wise men that they should sing, come forth, as all his wise servants. You wise men, what is that? What, what is that? that they might read and interpret to him the writing. And when they were unable to do this, they became pale with alarm. This is not in the notes. And I know it's in the notes in a different way. God has spoken to you not with the handwriting on a, on a, on a plaster, or some other means, he's spoken to you. And what he has done for you on that cross. Over there, I don't want you to look over there. There's a sign. It is Finished. Back in Belshazzar's time, that prophet, Daniel, no doubt would have spoke to him in the Old Testament because New Testament's in the New Testament. It is finished. But he had the scriptures with him. That prophet had the scriptures. But you, Belshazzar, you have no fear. I'm going to say this. Say no fear. Come on, speak up. No fear. No, God has spoken to you many times. And you don't think there's going to be a judgment day. Can I get a witness? Some false prophet has told you, it's over when you're dead, you're died, you're finished. 
I say this, I'm going to say it again. What profit is it to a man if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Can I get an amen? amen. What about you, ladies and gentlemen? The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Some versions read, no God for me. That's what you said the whole time. No God for me. I don't want to hear about God. And God keeps knocking on the door. They are corrupt. They have done abominable things. There is none that doeth good. Is that your case? I don't care what you say, Pastor. I don't know how you put it. I'm not listening. Be sure your sins and my sins, they're going to find you out. Can I get a witness? There's going to be a day for Nebuchadnezzar. There's going to be a day for Belshazzar. There's going to be a day for everyone. But I'd like to hear this part. And this is in the Bible. You can check it out. Do you know that God... The Father and the Son, when you're crying out to him and you have tears, God stores them in a bottle. God hears your call. God hears what you need. God knows what you're doing. And I'm going to say this, and this is not, you know, it's in the Bible, but it's in there a different way. God knows every thought that you have from the end to the from the beginning to the end. Can I get a witness? Amen. Twenty-one. Then the king's countenance. That means his face. It changed. The very great convulsion or confusion. And uneasiness of Belshazzar at the sight of Hazen, that nothing is more weak and timorous than a guilty conscience. Do you have a guilty conscience? You know you're doing wrong. But you're doing it because you don't think anyone can seize you. Can I get a witness? God sees what you're doing. And the one divine judgment overtook his ungodliness when they think themselves most secure. Oh, I'm going to get away from this today. I'm going to get away from it. Nobody knows. And the fear of God was on the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord followed against the enemies of Israel. 22. Unexpectedly and suddenly the king and his guests were brought to a close amid the terror by means of a warning sign. Say warning sign. Belshazzar was being warned. He was being warned. God has given you and me, not just you, but me, warning signs. 
I don't know how he has done it, but he's probably giving you some warnings. You're lost. And you need to get saved. Right. Nebuchadnezzar was lost. Belshazzar was lost. And he sent that prophet, Daniel, to talk to them. If they would have listened. If you would listen. king saw the finger of a man's hand right on the plaster of the wall. The king does not see the whole picture. This immediately awakened the thought that the writing was a supernatural being. And alarmed the king of his intoxication. He was drunk. What are you getting to, Brother Bruce? No matter what state you're in, whether you're drunk or sober or whatever you are, God will, when he wants to, he can speak to you. Amen. 23. This feast had been prolonged into the night. And the wall and the walls of the chamber were, I couldn't, read, I couldn't look up that word, so I left it out, but on the plaster and lime. How long have you been avoiding God's salvation? How long? I'm going to read it again. The feast had been prolonged in the darkness. Say darkness. How long will you and I remain in spiritual darkness? I can only say to you, wake up before it's too late. And don't let anybody tell you, I don't they can't prove it by the Bible. You die once. You do not get a second chance after death. Can I get an amen? amen. There's no second chance. There's an appointment. You have an appointment. It's appointed unto a man once to die, and after this, the judgment. When you wake up, that's right, you're going to have consciousness. When you wake up on the other side of grave, who's going to meet you? 24. The king called all his men. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. And then all the king, I'm going to verse 8. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the inscription. Number nine, but King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed. His face grew even paler, and his nobles were perplexed. I couldn't read this. All, you mean all you people who are under my care, you can't read this? 25. The king gave or 
quite allowed to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spoke and said to all the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever can read this writing, you shall be shown and do its interpretation. You shall be, I'm just going to paraphrase it, I'm going to robe you. You're going to sit where I sit, right next to me. Comments. The only comfort in all afflictions. Thus the wicked, they thought they were going to be comforted. Someday, all your close associates, all your close friends, are not going to be able to help you. Can I get a witness? All your wise men, all your soothsayers, all those people you thought were your friends are probably and sometimes are not your friends at all. I'm going to shorten number 26. Astrologers, Chaldeans, soothsayers to read. They couldn't read it. Someday God is going to block off everyone who can possibly help you. They can't help you. There's only one friend who can help you. His name is Jesus. He can help you. Twenty-seven. Why, oh why, do you seek keeping? Let me say it this way: Why do you seek keeping help in the wrong place? I see some of you on the street. I see myself on the street. Who's helping you then? Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. Wonder who said that? The God of the universe. Come now, let us reason together, <coughs> says the Lord. If you notice those letters are capitalized, the real God. Though your sins are as scarlet, do you know you're forgiven? Do you have a clean slate with God, robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, his son? Comments. To know if I accuse you, whether or not of God, let's, let sinners show pretended, or not pretend, let sinners repent. He will forgive you, and you shall be white as snow. I paraphrase that. Comments. Pre repent and amend. 
I'm going to say this as gently as I can. Some of you are so proud of yourself that you will not repent. Can I get an amen? amen? You're so proud. You think you're so good. Repent. And a man shall be as white as snow. If you will just repent and amend your ways, the cleansing of your soul, say cleansing. If God could look and does look, but if we could look at all the corruption, notice I said in, in me, all the corruption that's in me, what would you see? If God, no, not God, if I could look at the corruption and all the sins you have, what would I see? But I could see something else. If you're robed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, he keeps on cleansing you from all sin. Can I get a witness? First John 1 John 1.9, God keeps on cleansing the believer. I'm going to say this again. I don't know why I'm saying this, but the Lord knows. If you're here today, just like Nebuchadnezzar, your sins will find you out. You're not, and I'm not, going to escape God's judgment. Now, let me make this clear. God has a judgment for unbelievers. Talk to, I've talked to people now. God has a judgment for unbelievers. You never did accept Christ as your personal Savior, but he also has a judgment seat. It's called the Bema, the judgment seat of Christ. Each believer is going to stand before the Lord and give an account. Now, I want you to get this straight. Don't, once you know the Lord, you're not escaping the judgment seat of Christ, not for salvation, but, but for what you did after you got saved. Can I get a witness? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this candidly. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you can do anything you want to do. You have a judgment seat to stand before. And he's not going to judge you according to your salvation. Salvation is a free gift. But what you do after you're saved, it counts a lot. Here's another invitation. 
I want to make sure I got the right sheets. Yeah, I do. Listen to this. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wills to give him. Why do you keep talking about the same thing over and over again? Well, at least it wasn't the same verse, but I want you to get this straight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. God the Father handed all things over to his Son. And this is what he says in verse 28. Come to me. I'm going to say something very succinctly again. Come to me. If Jesus was not the eternal Son of God in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, it was Adonai, Father, for the most part. In the New Testament, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Some of you people in here today, a lot is on your plate. You're hurting emotionally. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I, Jesus, will give you rest. I'm going to say this. I will give you rest. How could a creature give you rest? Only God can give you the rest that you need. Can I get a witness? How could all things be put upon him? All, that's some of the things, all things. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Who said that? Jesus said that. Jesus wants you Christians to learn from him. Why do you say that, Brother Peter? Because in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And he wants to have a one-to-one personal experience with you. Who is this all who are worried and heavy laden? Christians who know Jesus know he can give you rest. Number 30. The queen entered the banquet Hall, because all the words of the king and his nobles, the queen said, O king, live forever. They're right. You are going to live forever. However, which location are you going to be in? There's a man in your kingdom whom has a spirit of holy gods. 
and in that day of your father illuminates insights, wisdom like the father, your father the king appointed him chief of the magicians and Chaldeans. I'm almost done. It's only one more page. There's a, there's a person in your kingdom who has illumination, illustrations, insight, and wisdom. I gotta ask you this question, and I, I hope you, I do hope you feel guilty if you're not doing anything. How many times do you get into the wisdom book? It's called the Bible. Can I get an amen? I'm going to say this, and if you're getting salted, too bad. You spend a lot of time on a cell phone, on your buddies and your friends, but you don't spend any time in the Word. Okay, Brother Bruce, this is one of your favorite words. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands, I'm going to use the word pastor use, of an angry God. Oh, God's a good God. He, he doesn't get angry with anybody. Wrong theology. Angry. God is, God is angry with the wicked every day. Even though he loves you, he's angry with you. 31. This is part two. No, I'm not going into part two. That's next week. But listen to this. Is the word of God written? We got a handwriting on the wall. They were terrified. Let me ask you this question. Is the word of God written on the tables of your heart? And I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them. In case any of you are unfamiliar, I'm going to say this. Jesus put it this way. Nicodemus and your partners, his partners, the, the text indicated his partners might have been close around him in John chapter 3. Nicodemus, you're religious. You know the scripture of the Old Testament. But Nicodemus, you must be born again. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them. Say within. within. I'm going to say this. Some of you got a whitewashed job. You're religious. But you're lost. I'm saying I'm trying to keep you out of hell. Some of you don't care. And I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them. I will take the stony heart. Some of you say stony. Some of you have a stony heart. You don't care what anyone says. Your heart is filled with stones. What a pity to hear the word of God. 
to have it said to you over and over and over again, and all you do is put a block there. A new heart also will give to you, and a new spirit. He wants to put a new spirit within you. Say, new spirit. You know what that new spirit is? The Holy 